I get so much out of my AMA membership. My favorite part is the networking and connections I have made within the marketing community. I feel so fortunate to have the opportunity to build relationships with like-minded professionals in the capital region. Welcome to episode 12 of the Capital Marketer Podcast presented by the American Marketing Association, AMA, New York Capital Region Chapter here in Albany, New York. I'm Blaze Bryant, facebook.com slash Nycrama, N-Y-C-R-A-M-A, on Twitter and Instagram at Nycrama, A-M-A-N-Y-Capital.org is our brand new website. Go check it out for some very exciting stuff. We have a very exciting show as I wanted to take the opportunity here as we've officially completed a year of doing these podcasts of doing what I would like to call celebrating our new beginnings and our firsts. And you might be able to hear the rain that's coming down outside of my home studio here. Mother Nature wants to participate even though she wasn't really part of our new beginnings. She still wants to participate in the hopes that she can become part of our new beginning. But uh, we won't let her. There have been other things that have made us do new beginnings that we're all dealing with and hope you're dealing with everything the best you possibly can. We'll start with back in October. I had the chance to catch up with Michael Roach, from Michael Roach Creative, he received the Marketing and Communications Practitioner of the Year Award. I talked with him in late October of last year, and then we get to hear his award speech. How did you find out, and what was that like for you? Uh, uh, how did I find out? Um, I found out from the uh, committee chair for Marcom, and uh, this year in I actually am on the committee, but I did recuse myself from voting for myself. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, we don't hear a lot of ethical things lately in the news, so this is good to hear. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I really appreciate that. <laughs> yes, I tried to go high. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've been on the committee since 2016. Uh, that was the when the AMA the American Marketing Association and the PRSA, the Public Relations Society of America Capital Region Chapters, both formed a joint venture and in 2016. And what we wanted to do is celebrate the marketers and communicators here in the Capital Region. So I've been on that committee since 2016, and we've been trying to grow our audience, you know, grow this event and just celebrate the best and brightest in terms of marketing, tactics, campaigns, and communications uh, efforts here in the Capital Region. And I had no idea that I would one day be acknowledged for being a practitioner. Um, Even being on the board, I just didn't, you know, um, with the AMA, I had no intention of, uh, I didn't know what to expect. So I'm very happy uh, and, and proud of the honor, though. Well, I mean, how come you think you got it? Uh, that's a great question. I feel that, uh, and I mean, this goes for me, but I think this goes for anybody in their career. Just when you think people are not paying attention, they are. Um, 
I, I didn't nominate myself, just to be clear on that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, you know, when you are doing something uh, no, and you're trying to build your career and you're going about your business, oh, there's always somebody watching, your, your supervisor's watching, your boss is watching. And, you know, it just so happened that somebody else was watching and really wanted to find a way to commend me for what I've been doing to help build uh, the marketing community here in the capital region and, you know, what I've been doing in terms of the career, in terms of marketing and communications. Sure. Yeah. Wow. And you're absolutely right. When you say you never know who's watching. Yes, absolutely. Your colleagues, um, your, you know, your superiors, but also youth um, or even the folks that are coming into the industry um, because you might be serving as, in some cases, role models, or you might be setting examples for you know, newer folks coming into the organization or coming into the marketing practice on how to behave, how to, how to go about um, working with others, even just team collaboration. A lot can be shown to other people by modeling those kinds of things. It is with great honor and great gratitude, sincere gratitude, uh, that I accept this award. award. Uh, I want to thank lots of people, but I can sum it up in, in just a few words. I want to thank the person that nominated me, Beth Rivera. Uh, she saw something in me that um, was exceptional to, to nominate me this year for this award. I want to thank the AMA, the American Marketing Association, the national organization, as well as the chapter. Uh, I want to thank the PRSA, both presidents from both organizations, and definitely my committee uh, with this uh, Marcom Awards. And most importantly, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for being here. There were so many other things that you could have done tonight, but here you are celebrating your colleagues, celebrating your profession of marketing and communications, and you are here. And I really appreciate that, and you should give yourselves a round of applause. So I want to, before I part, I wanted to just say a few words. Um, really, this award is certainly uh, um, about me, of course, but really, <laughs> really, it's about you. It's about this community, the capital region. There's just so much talent here in this room, the force that we, can, that we have behind us, what we could do. The, the organizations that we serve, the companies that we can uplift, the individuals, the young people that we can uplift. This marketing and communications community is something that we have to preserve and fight for. And I encourage everyone in this room to do that. You do that, you build this community by uplifting others. Uh, it's certainly so easy to tear other, each other down, um, but it's so, it's, it's another thing to uplift each other and be in support of each other. And that's exactly what these organizations are doing. That's the pillar of these, both of these organizations, the AMA and the PRSA. And without my board, without my president, I wouldn't be able to, to be in support of this community uh, and uplift others. This field is so broad. There's just so much that someone can do. 
uh, so many different things that you can get involved in. There is room for almost anyone that wants to get involved in marketing communications. And finally, I encourage you, all of you, to be an ambassador. Be an ambassador for what you do. Take, you certainly take pride in it, but you don't know who's watching. Uh, there might be someone who's thinking about getting into marketing or communications, and they're wondering if this field is the right field for them. You can be that ambassador. You can show them just by how you carry yourself, how you walk, how you talk, how you address people, that you're carrying yourself with pride and you believe in what you do on a daily basis to serve your companies, to serve your businesses, and to serve your organizations that you're a member of. So thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Michael Roach joining us and his speech. We'll take a short break here, a quick AMA member testimonial. We'll be back with more of our New Beginnings Episode 12 here on the Capital Marketer Podcast. Hello, this is Jennifer Barbick, Executive Vice President of Communications for the American Marketing Association, New York Capital Region Chapter, and Director of Product and Marketing for Creative Materials Corporation. The most helpful part for me of being part of the AMA has been developing my network. I now have a group of people I can call on for advice and to tap into their services. It's really been invaluable to me in my role. I think other marketers should join the AMA because it's important to stay connected to other marketers beyond our our own industries and to have a forum to learn about and discuss new marketing trends. Welcome back to the Capital Marketer Podcast. I'm Blaze Bryant. In February of this year, we launched a new program called the Executive Forum. And who better to lead that off than Russ Klein, who is the CEO of the American Marketing Association. We got to talk about what it was like for him being here doing a new thing for us here. Well, I have, uh, I was trying to think about how many times I have been to Albany now, and it feels like a handful of times. Uh, the hospitality has always been very warm and gracious from the AMA Central Region chapter, as well as Excelsior uh, University, and uh it's always a, a community of curious and uh, eager to learn members of the, the marketing community. So I uh, find uh, the, the opportunity to speak a source of joy uh, whenever I can, particularly when it's about a topic uh, for which I have a passion. Uh, and uh, in the case of the Executive Forum, an opportunity to talk about a really wonderful seven-year period of my life when I was the CMO and then uh, president of Burger King and uh, share a, a, a presentation that was titled The Anatomy of a Turnaround. And um, Will uh, Trevor had asked me to frame the presentation, if I could, from the standpoint of a, uh, a vision-driven turnaround. In other words, uh, a turnaround that began with some sort of mantra or transcendent or epic uh, goal in mind. And uh, 
I was able to to do that very authentically because, in fact, the Burger King turnaround was rooted in uh, several mantras that inspired uh, the work that would follow over the next seven years. Would you consider that the best seven years of your life then? Wow. Uh, I would say it were, they were the best seven professional years of my life. But uh, I, it's hard to pick a favorite, uh, you know, period of your life. You hope that mm-hmm. tomorrow is the the best day yet, and and that's sort of my outlook. But when I look back professionally, I've really been blessed to have had a number of uh, uh, assignments and posts uh, from the day I graduated uh, from college that uh, were always a source of inspiration for me and. I never took a job anywhere thinking that I would uh, ever work anywhere else. You know, I always thought this is the this is the company, this is the agency where I will work for the rest of my life. And so I I never approached my career as some sort of um, you know s- strategy to spend so many years here and so many years there and uh, sort of build up my bona fides in some way. I I. Um, went into each job thinking that I would uh, enjoy it for the rest of my, my career. And um, so I think when you go in with that mentality, you know, you, you um, are able to turn every uh, year into a, a, a great memory. But you have led so many teams and been a part of so many different projects and campaigns, and you, I'm sure, are seeing the trend of people, millennial types, which I will gladly throw myself into that time frame of people who we view employment now as a ladder, a continuum, where we are constantly trying to figure out, A, our purpose, and B, moving up. How have you been able to kind of negotiate that as you've been leading teams? It's interesting. I think, uh, you know, someone who is a baby boomer, uh, and I look back on my early uh, career, I think there were many of my peers who who did look at their careers as a an explicit uh, sort of uh, stepping stone or uh, phased plan. Uh, And I just I just didn't approach it that way. I mean, we all talk about our dreams and and so forth. I don't think uh, social impact uh, was in uh, the vocabulary of my uh, my generation when you know I was in my twenties. But I think it was implicit in our behavior, nonetheless. I I, I don't think uh, you know boomers. Um, I think are um, mistakenly characterized as a group that somehow you know, uh, went scorched earth around the planet in order to, you know, create value and build roaring economies and, you know, without regard for uh, social impact and, and so forth. And I think that the truth is that it was, though, if that, to the extent any of that's true, it was based more on what people knew and what kind of knowledge they had of things like social impact, which now is a topic that's so much more teased out in everyday discussions and it's now a, a, you know a normal part of how people think about their careers and and so forth and so you know in some ways things are very different in other ways I'm not sure that they aren't the same and they just feel different you know 
a lot of the concepts I see in, in marketing apparently going over like they feel like they're brand new are things I've seen, you know, decades ago that just have a, a new face on them, but they're the same fundamental, you know, underlying concept. And so it's hard to truly create something that's new uh, these days. Here we are. You tell us to get away from storytelling, and we have spent the past five minutes telling stories, <laughs> Well, <laughs> which, yeah. which is phenomenal and, and fascinating. And how come people need to get away from storytelling? I mean, we're taught, as you know, that stories are what connect people. I think that's true. I don't. Uh, I I think you're you're um, trying to get a journalistic reaction to to me by saying I want people to get away from you know me very well Russ <laughs> <laughs> I, I that's that I wouldn't say I want people to get away from storytelling I think uh, what is important is that the storytelling is um, respected and authentic and um, is born uh, out of uh, experiences that are worth telling stories about. And uh, so, yes, storytelling is important, uh, will always be important. Uh, my um, advice to marketers is more about um, ensuring that the stories told are being told by your customers uh, rather than uh, some fabrication of, um, you know, uh, an agency or a client that thinks they've dreamed up some concept that will appeal to people when, in fact, the underlying uh, solution that the enterprise is offering doesn't deliver on it. I just am more of an evangelist around intentional experience design and how it can lead to the right kind of storytelling as opposed to being uh, uh, against storytelling itself. So at the end of the day, you're asking us, or you're encouraging us, is, is a better way to put it, because I was maybe a little too pointed in my phraseology in my previous question. At the end of the day, you're encouraging us to be better listeners as marketers. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I describe uh, the, the process of experience design as a, a combination of design thinking and decision science. And the, uh, the element of design thinking is so critical to experience design, and it is inherently about being an active listener dialed into your customer on an ongoing basis, uh, inviting a co-creation uh, of the solutions that your firm develops uh, with the customer, uh, a human-centered, customer-centered uh, design. And uh, it, it's without, without that element, there cannot be great experience design. So absolutely, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's hard to develop good stories even in life if you weren't a good listener uh, at some point ahead of time in order to really appreciate the nuances that make for rich stories. Russ Klein, CEO of the American Marketing Association. We'll hear about our brand new mentorship program here in just a minute on the Capital Marketer Podcast. My name is Gil Chorbajan, and I have always been a strong advocate for the AMA, but never more so than after unexpectedly losing my job last year. The networking resources, educational programming, and online content available through the AMA were instrumental in helping me find a new position. That experience really solidified the importance of being a member for me, and I strongly encourage others to do the same. 
And with membership now priced at $149 a year, it's never been more affordable. So what are you waiting for? Sharon Phillips joins us. She is the Director of Special Projects to talk about her brand new mentorship program that she has launched. Sharon comes to us with a wealth of marketing and public relations experience. She discusses how the program got off the ground. Well, you know, it's it's interesting. To your point, we have been working on membership and adding value to everything that we offer, which is so much with our incredible programming. And our president, Will Trevor, has always had a, an interest in doing a mentor program and really being able to have our members really grow their skill sets through our commitment to continued learning. So we decided that this spring would be a perfect time. Um, little did we know all the challenges that we were going to be facing, but we still think it's a good time to have senior leaders in the community align with some of our emerging leaders and help them to prepare and support their career or their interest in leadership positions, expanding their knowledge of marketing, um, you know, and really tying things up and using this time for self-development. It certainly is no time like the present for self-development, even with everything going on for sure. Now, how yeah. do you, how did you go about finding and identifying A, the senior leaders who wanted to do this and B, the emerging leaders who felt like this was a good opportunity? So for the mentors, we have several mentor um, candidates in our AMA board, in our leadership, but also in our AMA membership and those who are interested in becoming. So we, we reached out to people who have perhaps been speakers for us and people who have come to our networking sessions and really impressed us by saying, hey, my hand is up, I wanna help. How can I be more um, participating in your programs? So we thought that would be a perfect time to select at least our first 20 for our first go around. And as far as the mentees, we are reaching out via email, on social media, and um, through great programs like yours, um, the podcast, in order to find the emerging leaders who are interested. We do have an application process, um, which is available to send out however people would like. And basically what that does, Blaze, it, it helps us match the skill sets between the mentees and the mentors. Very interesting. Sharon Phillips, the coordinator of Special Projects with me, Blaze Bryant, here on the Capital Marketer podcast. You talk about finding the leaders, the senior leaders, through different avenues such as speakers and whatnot. How has the receptiveness been? Because I can only imagine how difficult that has to be to ask people who don't have a lot of time to give what little of their time that they have. You know, it, I think we're very fortunate. The capital region has such a great representation of leaders who value helping and lending a hand and pretty much helping others to grow and learn and develop. It really is to all of our benefits to take everything that someone has helped us with and pay it forward. And so actually we have not had any issues at all. When we've reached out and asked people, they're like so helpful and so ready to participate. 
in any way they feel will add value. That's fantastic. It is. We're very fortunate to have such a great business community. And what about with the uh, with the leaders, the emerging leaders? How have you tried to go about identifying them? With the again, the programs that we have had with AMA, there are some people who have asked for additional development, some more one-on-one coaching. So we have kept a list of those people who have indicated it would be beneficial for them, not only during an emerging leader time, but perhaps also transitioning into other positions. And in addition, in reaching out to um, some LinkedIn networking, they have been so appreciative. There are other mentor programs in the capital region, but certainly none can satisfy the interest of so many of our emerging leaders. So we're really filling a potential gap. Um, and we hope that um, in taking 20 members at a time, you know, over the next couple of years, we really will have made an impact. So what what's that all going to look like in terms of events? I mean, certainly that becomes a better question than it normally is with everything going on. I mean, how, how much of a challenge has that posed? You know, ideally, Blaze, we would love to do face-to-face meetings. Obviously, we can't, but everyone is really seeming to embrace the virtual world and Zoom and FaceTime and Skype. Um, you can do Microsoft Team. Um, there's a variety of ways that this mentorship one-on-one can still work. So what we are going to do is we are going to align all, the, all of the mentees and mentors at the beginning of May. We're going to invite them to a virtual kickoff session. And then um, the remaining months through October, they'll have their one-on-one sessions with the hopes that we can re-engage face-to-face probably the end of the summer, beginning of fall, if we're lucky. Um, and at that time in September, we would love to have a team opportunity to do something for the community. And um, so our fingers are crossed that we can come back together in the not too distant future. But in the meantime, the virtual world is still going to work. Wouldn't that be cool? A little falling into place thing. The leaves are falling, foliage is a happening thing. And we're all able to come together face to face. Wouldn't that be wonderful? And then we'll have a huge celebration in November, just in time to be thankful for the holidays. Look at that. We're sounding, we're really sounding like great marketers, aren't we? Well, with all this <laughs> different seasonal stuff. <laughs> yes. And we're going to be optimistic, but you know, the, the good point of all of this is I think we've learned, you know, you have a takeaway in everything, right? So I think we've really been able to learn how to connect and, um, you know, one great tagline that's out there is how to be alone together. <laughs> and I think, you know, we've really learned how to, you know, perhaps do something that we've always done, um, just in a different way. And how much it has really forced us to be creative. Now, yeah. how, how has mentorship helped you? Oh, that is, that's a great question. I have had the, the great pleasure of having some really impressive mentors, um, people who have really helped me to shape my path to help me determine, you know, what works best um, in this very evolving career of marketing, public relations, and business development. And I owe a lot to them. They've opened my mind 
They have opened my heart. They have encouraged out-of-the-box thinking. And also, I have had the pleasure of being a mentor. So the opportunity to work with people who were where I was many decades ago, and um, it, it's really, it's been a great ride, you know, to work with so many people. And I often say that when you're a mentor, you learn as much from your mentee if the program works. And that is something that I firmly believe is a win-win for both parties. I've never really had the opportunity to be a mentee, but then again, I'm probably too young. So uh, and, and <laughs> probably, you know, that that's a very, that's a very wonderful sort of statement that, that you learn as much as you were when you were a mentee as you, as you were a mentor. Absolutely. I, you know, so much has changed and um, I think it's really important to get different perspectives from different generations and people who have had different perspectives in business and industry that you never stop learning. A good leader continues to learn throughout their time. And so I don't think it really matters which side of the table you sit on or, you know, which direction you're going, you know, there's always room to learn. Thank you so much for joining us here on episode 12, our new beginnings episode. As we look forward to a year ahead, facebook.com slash Nykrama. That's N-Y-C-R-A-M-A. Same with Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at Nykrama. Check out our brand new website, amanycapital.org, for all of our exciting events. Remember, AMA membership is just 149 bucks, half of what it used to be. And if you do a group membership, it's 119 a person. I'm Blaze Bryant. Be back with a brand new show in September here on the Capital Marketer Podcast. <laughs>